gear up as Cass Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, we're going to be talking ROI with your marketing. How do you measure it? I've got with me Wes Wax, Wax Eloquent. How are you doing, Wes? It's great to have you on the show. Doing well. Glad to be here. Thanks, Cash. Hey, tell us a little bit about you and your agency, you know, what you do. Yeah. Um, so my name's Weston Wax. Uh, our agency roots actually start um, in kind of traditional manufacturing world. My grandfather uh, started a, a print business back in the 60s, um, and that's been in the family ever since. My my parents uh, bought it from uh, grandma and grandpa back in the 90s, and um, we transitioned into running it. My wife and I are not in ownership yet, but we run it um, in around 2015, 16 is whenever we started kind of uh, grabbing the reins. And in 17, we transitioned. We still do a lot of print. It's still like kind of a part of our, our DNA. Um, but the vast majority of our revenue and profit and uh, team is now on the digital marketing side. We launched an agency in 2017. Um, and that's Wax Eloquent. And uh, very glad that we did that when we did it. <laughs> Heading into uh, 2020, that could have been real troublesome if we had not made that move. But that's how we got into it in a very roundabout way. Uh, you you must have some interesting like family conversations because oh, yeah. like, your father, <laughs> you know, I mean, Prince old school and digital marketing oh, yeah. new school. And they can often, you know, you get people on both ends of the spectrum and they, you know, you yeah. can end up butting heads, you know, oh, just yeah. because, you know, when I say Prince been around forever. You can say it's dying. It's not totally. In fact, in some cases it's seen a resurgence, you know, just yeah. depending on what you're doing. Um, but you know, traditional print advertising, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Print marketing pieces. And for for us too, like as far as family conversation wise, I think even more so in terms, like I will say, most of the time, uh, mom and dad, like what they did in print was print marketing. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, I think the change was like this manufacturing commoditized serve like product based service to like a value based services industry. And that's still, honestly, that's still like an ongoing, an ongoing thing. Like even in my own brain, transitioning from like manufacturing efficiency mindset to like value-based um, is an ongoing like learning thing that I still yeah. learn and try to adapt every day. They are two different types of businesses. So that's, yeah. A, that's yeah, it's an interesting transition if you're doing things one way. And, and a lot of companies have, yeah, I think, when it comes to digital marketing, phone book companies and stuff like that, a lot of those have made that transition to digital because digital they would have died if they hadn't. Yeah. And right. Yeah. But a printing company is, you know, it's not quite the same thing. Yeah. And there yeah. still is, you know, uh, a market for such things because mailers and things like that are still done. Right. Right. Yeah. And we still, um, I mean, that's kind of the tension is like we're holding in, in place because we still have the print business and it, you know, it's a, um, it's the same EIN, same entity. We just have two different brands, obviously, but um, and we still operate daily in both. So, like transitioning from commoditized manufacturing business to services industry on the you know daily is that is a challenge. Um, but they are very, very different, like you said. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about how you measure <clears throat> ROI. 
you know, within your marketing, because depending on how you're like, what types of marketing you're doing, it can be a bit more difficult, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, print as an, as an example, there are certain things you can do when you send print pieces out, but it's got to be tied right. usually to, you know, some sort of a redemption or, yep. you know, type thing to, to see how many people even see it. Um, in the case of digital marketing, you know, we can see form submissions, we can see, you know, we can track calls and such, see where they come from, you know, often mm -hmm. we can even listen to the calls, you know, to see if they're qualified or not. You know, so what are, you know, to like get started, the metrics and stuff that you're typically looking at, you know, uh, to track a campaign to say, these are the things, if we're going to figure out how we, you know, to measure the ROI, we need to be looking at these things to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, so like that question of like, is it working? Am I getting like a return on my investment? That is kind of the question of marketing. And uh, I almost always, the answer is like, well, it depends. Um, it depends on like what it is that you're trying to measure. What, what are your initial goals? And so I think whenever you're setting up a campaign or whenever you're, um, you know, if it's like a, if it's a very like, you know, quick measurable campaign where it's like, Hey, we need so many applicants for this event that we're going to hold in a month. Um, can you spin up a campaign and get registrants? Like that is very measurable. That's like an A to B, like, bam, like we can do the correlation and say like, yes, effective or not effective based off of how many butts are in seats at the event. Um, that's the type of thing where, you know, like whenever you're, you're running campaigns and you're tracking how many people are viewing the the ads, clicking on the ads, walking in through and registering, buying mm -hmm. tickets, whatever. That's the, that's the side of ROI that is just super quick, super measurable. And most of the time that is kind of like the cheap hit um, promise of digital marketing that print yeah. can never really do. Um, and it's, and it's true. Like it really, it is beautiful also in the sense that like, um, you know, and growing up, you know, if you do print marketing, you're trying to send out postcard mailers with, for people to register for an event. Yeah. You've invested everything on the front end. Um, whereas in print or in digital, you know, if you're running, uh, you know, just like a meta campaign that's driving leads to like a lead lead form page or something and converting um, into uh, applications or um, attendees for an event, you can just shut that thing off as soon as you hit your your point and yeah, stop the true. investment if you hit your people if you get enough people like you're done so like there's a little bit of roi there that's that is the promise and like the joy of digital marketing obviously over traditional but i think um the more challenging area whenever you're talking about roi is how do you um measure something that's more like hey we're going to do this over the next year because we're trying to um generally drive revenue or our um, trying to retain new, um, larger clients. Mm -hmm. If you're selling a $40 ticket, that's one thing. But if you're trying to get a client that spends, you know, 40 to $50,000 with you on fill in the blank, um, service or item that, you know, that lead time is going to be a little bit slower. So measuring ROI in that, um, has so much to, to do with, um, what is like the goal that you're trying to accomplish. Um, I'd say like out the, out the gate, like if, if your goal is, Hey, we need to um, attract clients um, and we just want to grow revenue. Um, the campaign, like if you're talking about email marketing, um, 
let's say you have like kind of an omni-channel, omni-channel approach to um, the way that you're going to market to grow this. Naturally, like you expect different things from email versus meta versus Google search versus mm -hmm. um, retargeting. And so whenever you're asking like, hey, is our retargeting campaign working? Um, you think differently about ROI as opposed to email marketing. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so email marketing, there's not generally a, um, a cost outlay, uh, certainly not like a, you know, a tangible cost. It's the beauty of it. Um, but the, you're in that you're probably looking at like general click through and read rate and see, um, what, you know, open rate is obviously like a, an important thing. Um, <clears throat> but those are the types of ROIs that you're going to look at that one particular platform. Whereas um, YouTube, just like views and impressions might be a completely different thing. It, it really, the ROI is just kind of all over the place. It's always a nuanced answer of how, you, how you're going to measure these things based off of um, what the intended goal is. If you're looking at one platform, one channel, ROI is normally fairly, you can, the corollary is direct. But whenever you're running like an omni-channel campaign, um, ROI is a little bit nuanced. You're trying to piece all the things together to see, did they click on, did they, did they, you know, buy this or did they schedule that first appointment with us because they got retargeted to after they saw their third email and then they got prompted by a meta ad, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. It can be, you know, somewhat subjective because, you know, depending on how extensive your campaign is, you know, you, you are figuring out what the ultimate source was, you know, what grabbed right. them. And sometimes that can be very difficult to do because yeah. like you mentioned, you know, if you had any kind of a retargeting ad, you know, something that's following them around, but then, you know, you could, you could say, you know, show that the conversion came off of that ad. Right. Okay. So are you applying, you know, that as being right. the return? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. because that's not what got them there originally. You right. Know, it could be, you know, a search, you know, result. It could be a Facebook ad. It could be, you know, a paid, ad, you know, pay-per-click ad or something else. You know, exactly. so, so you don't know necessarily, um, and you'd have to track it back further, which, you know, you can do, but it's going to be really time intensive to figure it out, you know, to look at the ultimate sources. And then you also, if you look at ROI, you know, let's say it's return on investment. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have to kind of decide what the return is you're looking for. Totally. You know, yeah. You know, so it might not be a revenue number that you want. It could be, and it might not be. So you mentioned, you know, like signups and stuff or how many tickets. So the ROI might not, it, yes, it can be a dollar figure, but it could also be how many people signed up for an event, mm -hmm. you know, to see. Mm -hmm. And then if you translate and say, okay, well, also what were they worth and stuff, you know, and depending on, you know, because you can have big ticket and, you know, small ticket items too. So you know, if you're looking at the long-term value, you know, I say you could have one client sign up for a $50,000 project or something, and then you have another one signs up for $500, you know, so, yeah. so there's a lot of differences <laughs> that can happen, you know, when you're trying to, you know, judge what the return is on something, you know, so the first thing is, is like, okay, what is the number that what you care this? about most? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where I, I feel like you have to have so much, um, like, Agent, I feel like on the agent side, you're really like begging your client for transparency. Like, tell me what matters most to you. Mm -hmm. Like, and if it really is revenue, say that. Don't say it's something else. Say, I just, hey, I just want to build an audience. I just want like, if it's down to like, hey, I actually need this marketing campaign to generate me dollars or I'm going to shut this whole thing off in the next two months. 
like that is what we want to know <laughs> like what is mm-hmm. what is like do we need to scale everything back and go skin and bones here to make sure that we're getting like immediate results with the least amount of investment as possible or do we have the luxury of nine to 12 months to like kind of slow roll this thing build an audience and this and then like work into a retargeting campaign that's the that's the thing where like if you're if you're talking to a financial advisor and you're thinking through stock investment when you're thinking of ROI and you're saying like hey am I like are my investments working well that any good advisor you know is going to be asking the questions like well what are you trying to accomplish is like do you have a five-year horizon or we got like a six-month horizon or are we in penny stocks for next week that that really is the same with with marketing too and i i think it's so it's so important to ask for like total transparency like we want to understand the business model like how do you make money at the end of the day like how does this work for you um and and like what in what world does our line item for our expenses of management and fees make sense for you long term? Um, and that's so, some of that, as I'm sure, as you know, Cash is like helping them see that too, like helping them because yeah. they might not have a quick answer for that, but saying like, "Hey, here's how we think about it from the marketing perspective. Does this fit with your with your model, and does that actually generate long term ROI um, in terms like you know lifetime value of clients and that that kind of thing." Yeah, is, you know, with um, businesses, one of the things they need to, you know, really be looking at is whenever you're doing any kind of marketing and stuff, what are the, you know, what are the margins you actually make on different products Mm -hmm. or services you sell? So that, because for one, that's going to, you know, because you could determine it based on sales or what are you actually profiting, you know, Mm -hmm. off of. And you also have to consider that, you know, the profit is going to be after all your other costs. And now your marketing has become one of those costs. Right. So you've yeah. got to, you've got to con- take that into consideration as well and say, okay, am I making enough money? So first it's like, how much can I make if this sells? Yep. And then how many do I need to sell, you know, to make sure that, you know, this venture, this campaign is going to be profitable. You know, and then if I sell multiple things, is there one I should not be selling? Should I be focused on something else? You know, yes. I, yeah. say, I, I always like to use the example of roofers because roofers make so much money off of a roof compared to a gutter or a siding job. You know, there's a great lot example. more money in yeah. the roof, right? And so, um, <laughs> so you have to consider, you know, do you put all of your campaign, you know, your marketing funds you know, behind just trying to sell roofs because right. you might close less of them, right? right? You know, gutters could be an easier sell, but you've got to sell more of them. So, you know, you yeah. really have to, you know, first be thinking about, you know, understand, yeah, what what makes them money, yeah, yeah, what's the highest price? Yeah, we, I would say we have um, clients like in the dental space, and uh, you know, people that are twenty five to to thirty years old that have healthy mouths that are just coming in for recare, like they don't really make money. That actually yeah. fills up. I mean, they it's a part of like you know the long game here. But in the short term, like pain actually is a very profitable place to be. Like if someone has like actual pain in their mouth, that's whenever they're ready and willing to spend money um, to, you know, resolve an issue or children that are in their, you know, early teens or middle school that are going to braces that, you know, that client is a lot more expensive. So are we, are we investing money and are we spending money setting up ads to get, to get families that are, um, you know, kind of that are going to go into that funnel and then over the course of 15 years be extremely profitable for them long term. 
or do like, hey, right now in the next quarter, we need to cash in on some dentures. Yeah. Um, and because that's where we can make a little bit more mm -hmm. cash right now. And that, yeah. that's vital for the agency to understand. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's a, that's a really, that's a good example because even in dentistry, there can be a lot of, you know, big differences in what you're getting and you're right about age groups, right? So right. It, as marketers, you know, we could be targeting that age group, but that age group is not the thing that's going to convert. We have to target an older age group. And yeah. if we don't understand that, you know, like I say, the client can say, I just want people that, you know, need new dentures and stuff. And there are young adults that end up getting them and stuff because, you know, right. for whatever reason, but there's not going to be necessarily as many. So, you know, but if we don't understand that, we, we won't, you know, take it out. Um, I, one of the examples, like, um, I like to use, uh, with trucking companies as an agency, mm -hmm. we've done a lot of recruitment for drivers and stuff over the years. Oh, gosh, yeah. And you have to, you know, for me to understand, okay, first there's an older demographic, but I also have to understand that when I'm looking at the metrics, they don't go around with computers, they're driving trucks. So the traffic comes through the phone, right. uh, like 95% of it, you know, is wow. yeah. phone related. And then if I know who I'm going after, you know, for my ads, certain age demographics, which is typically like 35 to 40 and above, you know, not really young, because those are the people that those are more reliable drivers for the mm -hmm. trucking company. So I have to understand that. And then how much is that driver that I could recruit worth to you? Because pretty much yep. everything yep. you're advertising, it doesn't matter if you're trying to recruit somebody or, you know, you're selling a product, it's, there's, a, there's a value to it. Okay. Yeah. And okay. so understand the value. And if like I say, if you offer multiple things, you know, go back to the dentist thing, if you've got dentures and you've got fillings, you know, Okay, yep. the dentures are going to be way more expensive. There's going to be a higher profit margin than there is in fillings. But fillings, I might, you know, I can probably sell more of. You right. know? So if yeah. you give me the same budget, okay, you know, I have this much money. And it could be that dentures, keyword terms for Google are more expensive than fillings, right? <laughs> you know, so yeah. what I have to do is I, if you gave me $1,000 for each one, you know, did I take the 1000 and turn it into five or 10000 I might have yep. on the fillings because fillings are cheap. Yep. Yeah, to do. Yeah, I got you more patience off of fillings, but I made you less money. Right. You know? So this this is the thing where like, if you trust your agency, if you trust them, just understand that like, whenever you're trying to pin a pin, like a, you know, a marketer down saying like, well, what, like, what's the best, you know, what's the best opportunity here? Like, it's not a, like we him and ha, because it truly is like a complicated question. It's not yeah. just like, a, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Like, like what you just demonstrated is it's so nuanced and we really do need information from the client to inform us. Like we have to understand how the model works so that we can make them more money. Um, and if we're, you know, marketing is precision guesswork based on unreliable data, you know? Yeah. Um, and if like, if you're giving me like, hey, I just need more people, I just need more patients and seats. Well, I can solve that problem, but- yeah. If you if you tell me that this patient is worth 10x what this other patient is, that's like yeah. that's good intel. Like I need to know that. Right. And that and all plays into the ROI. Well, you could take something, you know, if we continue with the dentist, you say, okay, well, teeth cleanings don't make us any money, right? You know, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, but if you have the teeth cleaning, okay. Uh, they may not make you any money, but can you turn them into permanent patients? You know, because right. teeth is often covered by insurance and whatnot. So, yeah, there's something being made, but there's not much, right? Um, you know, so 
what's the value of the long-term patient if they keep coming back, you know, for care yeah. regularly and stuff. I know like my dentist, I'm in there at least, you know, once or twice a year or something for regular yeah. cleanings. And then it's like, Hey, you need a filling or something like that. Um, but you know, they get me in there the first time. And if they're really good at what they do, they, you know, you know, keep me coming back and I get right, regular right. reminders because yeah. I'm not yeah. going to remember when the last time I was in, you know, yeah. but they do. And yeah. so it's also, if you're measuring the R, your ROI, you're also saying, okay, you know, yes, what's the lifetime value, but what are you doing to convert them? Cause also consider the fact that you could have one-time sales or you can have repeat sales. So we say like, long-term yeah. value, but it's like, you know, I say it's, you know, it's like, what's the follow-up campaign. And I can give you, you know, something you would be because of the print side, very familiar with, um, you know, you take a print piece and you send out a postcard to somebody, you know, and blanket a neighborhood or whatever for a restaurant and such and you bring them in now often they're advertising stuff that they're going to lose money on yeah 100 uh, yep. yeah so yep. there's no roi so why would you pay a lot of print fees <laughs> because uh well in those situations like you want them you want them to come in and experience the the ambiance or like to test out the menu and now you've got somebody who's actually had a positive experience and you're not going to have to mail them a postcard the next four times now they're there exactly. they're in yeah. they're in your they're in your facility, like you did, you lost money, like in, in hard numbers, you lose money whenever you do a campaign like that very often. Um, but it, it's just yeah. like what, like, again, like what you said, the, it doesn't cost any money. Like once they're, if they're in your, they, they make it into your uh, restaurant and they have a good experience with you, they, you know, they transact, they leave. And on the way out, you're capturing email um, or, or exactly. phone number on the, on the registration or on the, you know, as they're, you know, filling out the receipt or whatever, now you can email or, or, or SMS yeah. them in perpetuity at no cost to you. So like you just, yeah. you recapture it on the back end in terms of retargeting. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, is you have to be prepared for those things. So when you're thinking of your marketing 100%. campaign, you 100%. say, okay, I'm going to lay out, you know, $5,000. I'm going to send out all these mailers. Okay. And it's going to bring yeah. me this many customers. And yep. then you need to, okay, so my goal is to get this many to actually walk in the door. And then of that many, you know, then my goal is to get so many, you know, a certain percentage or whatever to sign up for a loyalty program yep. that then I can send you and, you know, email marketing is not without cost, but it's very, minimal, right, right, right. right. You know, right. somebody has got to take some time and do it and everything, <laughs> but, but considering, yeah. you know, the cost of what could be, you know, $50 for the time it took to put together the email of some of paying somebody, right. Yeah. You know, compared to the $5,000, you know, so that's why print often was used, you know, has been used over the years. It's especially by restaurants and stuff. It's for awareness. And then if yeah. you do your job, right. You know, then you'll get them coming back without the postcard and such, you know, and that's, you know, but that's the thing is, is if you're not measuring from the beginning to the end, so it's like your, yeah. your metrics are at each stage, you know, you say, okay, right. I sent this many, I got this many in the door. Cause you collected the cards. They, you, you made it yep. so they had to bring it with them. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then on top of it, you know, okay. Now that they came in the door. Okay. How many did I get to sign up for the loyalty program that came in the door, you know, and maybe yep. you have a special code or something to register, you know, whatever it might be, but you know, so you can track it. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, that's so wise that they're, they're all those different, and so you might be making, you know, 500% off of your investment on the retargeting side, um, mm -hmm. and we're losing 100% on the front end. But obviously, if you're only measuring the front end, 
well, I need to turn off my marketing. Whereas like you are cashing very well, like just stay yeah. the, you know, stay the course if you continue on this. Um, yeah, yeah and, great example. Well, and then and then you can also measure every time you do it is the jump, you know, the kind of the boost in business the same, and you can measure how long does the boost last, you know, because right, eventually you right. got a little bit, you know, as the campaign kind of ends, you know, you're definitely going <clears> to <throat> get down downward tick, you know, in your cost because you didn't necessarily buy more print, right? But then also within your sales, you know, so right. you need to be thinking, you know, when you're putting together a campaign, and say all the steps along the way to be able to figure out, you know, whether the return was, and then you also need a, a time period to set, you know, for that, you know, campaign to really determine, you know, um, how much revenue was yeah. collected, if, if that's what you're measuring. Right, right. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we've got, you know, so that's like one area that you could be measuring. And like I say there's, there's multiple things you should be, you know, looking at, um, you know, it does the like talk to us about a little bit about traditional because we still there's still traditional marketing methods and stuff. So, what are some of the ways you would measure things like you know that are done in print and whatnot? You know, yeah. how do you go about figuring out some of those metrics? Because they say that one of the things that kind of happened, you know, with the rise of digital, print kind of you know tailed off a little bit. But what it did was um, it actually opened up opportunities where people are starting to use it again. Yeah, because there's not as it's not as saturated anymore as it was for a long time. I agree. So, yeah. So how would you go about measuring any kind of a print campaign? Well, and I think I think too, like the the benefit of different like lead pages and QR codes and that type of thing, where you know things are um, like you have dedicated landing pages connected mm -hmm. to a postcard or or to a you know an ad an ad placement in VIP or or a lifestyle or, or whatever like some yeah magazine you know, and stuff yeah that. I think like digital has helped like weaponize print to where it is relevant um, because where you, you know, previously you're obviously every, um, you know, billboard, TV, magazine, print, traditional, anything are going to make promises about like readership and impressions and those types of things. And those are like, those are inherently valuable, but it's very hard to measure them. And so the, that aspect of like, hey, throw a QR code on on that uh that ad placement, and you can see real quick like, hey, did that actually did that convert directly, um, or is this or again like when you're talking about general intent of a of the omni channel marketing, what do, what am I expecting from a billboard? Am I expecting just a lot of eyes, and am I, am I expecting like general brand awareness? Um, am I expecting that with TV? Like I just want, I want to get a jingle out there or I want to get people to generally, mm. um, you know, like see and be aware of it so that whenever they actually Google me, um, you know, my, this key search term, um, you know, oftentimes my business name is the, the cheapest, you know, keyword yeah. that I can compete for. And so that I'm, I'm, you know, spending money on, on the billboard because I want to, I want to, decrease my cost on the, you know, the Google search. Um, those are, those are the types of things where I feel like traditional, I I don't foresee it going away. Like, no. I, don't, I don't know. I, I can't imagine a world where it doesn't cause it is effective. Um, there it's hard to compete with TV um, and billboards in terms of awareness. It really is like, I mean, those are, those are things that and, are very powerful. Yeah. 
<clears throat> that's why that's why both are still running stuff you know radio yeah still run and they and yeah they, radio yeah i should say radio. Yeah, yeah well they've and they've modified into advertising on things like podcasts and you know yeah. obviously streaming platforms and whatnot you know especially for video and such that's become huge because of how much mm -hmm. you know that goes on and you know if anything marketing has gotten more sophisticated over the last you know two decades yep. or so you know because of everything that can go online what are some of the downsides, you know, or I guess mistakes that are made in measurement, you know, like, I, yeah, the one that always comes to mind for me is like magazines. So, you know, they, they will tell you the circulation. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the circulation doesn't mean anybody saw that. So like magazines <laughs> to me has always been one of the hardest to actually measure anything and, and you have to put something into the ad. But how many people would actually, you know, to go ahead and scan a QR code unless there's some really compelling offer They're hot in there? To try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what are some of the mistakes that you see regularly? Yeah. I mean, I think um, like what we've talked about, we, we touched on it a little bit, but like the, the tendency to pull the trigger or to kind of like to yank the ad mm. too soon. I, I feel like that is kind of one of the, the big things of like, hey, I'm not, I'm not hitting anything right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they that, that is they, they don't even give it enough time for the algorithm to figure out who you're trying to target totally right. yeah you know? like yeah. yes you have your you have your targeting set but yeah. it takes time you know <laughs> to to learn. Reach it. and then you yeah. get somebody yeah wants to pull it a week after it launched i'm like you didn't live in you haven't given yeah. it any time whatsoever yeah 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 and depending on like how how many things are kind of working in symphony together really does depend on um like you know give it give it time on on the back end here or get like if if like ultimately your your um like your window of profitable marketing might be email like you got to do a, you got to spend a lot of time and effort and work on content and ad campaigns on the front end to get to where you've built that audience to actually mm -hmm. capitalize on it in the the email side so i i think in general um the the primary mistake is you either yank it too soon or you just or you don't like adequately count the costs on the front end and sometimes that's like well-meaning um, agencies like i mean lord knows we have like tried things that we really thought would work and just like hey it didn't and i'm sorry and we're yeah. out of money and like so we gotta you know we gotta pull the trigger here like we've been there um but in general like understanding like hey when we talk about runway like how much time do you actually have to burn like if this just falls flat on its face um like because you know every not every great idea actually translates into revenue and yeah. a successful marketing campaign um like understanding the runway and like like how much time do we have um that that has been uh you know that's a challenge because i think a lot of times um business like most entrepreneurs are if they're meeting with an agency there's a good chance that they're somewhat optimistic like they're the type of person that thinks optimistically and that's partly why they've succeeded in business up to this point and so they're like hey this is gonna like this is gonna work it's gonna quit i know this guy's trying to set expectations and trying to you know minimize my my hopes and dreams but i think it's actually gonna work and that's where I'm like, uh, like really, like let's count yeah. the cost here and let's like, mm -hmm. like know that it doesn't always, always work. So, um, I think just expectations on the front end and time, like timeline, runway, those are all that seems yeah. to be like the primary, you know, issue or mistake. Yeah, I think also money, you know, because you mentioned runway and stuff, and it's how much, you know, how much money is there, you know, to work with on a campaign. 
you know, so you think about that too. Um, you know, so if you're saying runway, how can, how long can we run it? But in the case of digital, you know, a lot of things, you know, let me say whether it's uh, social media ads or Google and stuff is going to have daily budgets and everything. And sometimes there's not enough money. Like there's high ambition, right? Your the ambition levels like way up, but there's not enough money to meet the ambition, you know, to be able to run the campaign effectively because, you know, everything like online is all about data, you know, and if you can't get enough, you know, and sometimes to get the data, you have to spend, you know, a decent amount of money so that you can make your adjustments to, and, you know, cause if you launch a, uh, you know, Google ads campaign or something or a programmatic campaign, there's adjustments that can be made. Okay. But it takes longer to make those adjustments, the less amount of money you spend because you don't have enough data to be able to understand what should even be changed. Yeah. So I see that a lot where you just, there's not enough on the budget side. Tell me if I'm, am I echoing? A little bit. Yeah. <sighs> My headphones died. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want me to pause it real quick, Cash, and go get another set of headphones? Yeah. We can just like pick up in a second. It'll just, we'll chop out the piece if you want to do that real quick. Let me go do that real quick. All right. Okay, so, you know, what would be like a couple of final points that you're, you know, you're thinking of, you know, if you're going to be measuring ROI? Um, timeline is huge. Um, like if you, if you might want to like say, hey, let's, let's address like these three or four different things. Um, I'd say timeline is a, is a part of the equation, um, like intended outcome is that that is not always assumed like that like let's clearly state what the intended outcome is that way like hey if we're if we say it's this on the first day of the campaign but 45 days in the campaign it's kind of morphed into it's this um you know that's that's a good way to make sure a campaign fails um and then i would um i would say like in terms of uh like what is the the actual platform or like, what are the expectations of that platform? And like, what are we trying to accomplish through those, um, through like the different platforms? I feel like all of those are a part of that equation whenever you're trying to think of um, ROI. So yeah, platform timeline and intended outcome, huge. They're all, they're all in the equation. Yeah. And, you know, for business owners, they need to be really, you know, focused on these things. They say you have to have a certain expectation on what you're going to be able to measure. Mm -hmm. um, and understand, you know, like, are you trying to measure, you know, 
the ROI being sales related, or it can be another metric. It can be, I'm trying to grow an audience to this level and stuff. And, you know, so that, you know, it's got some long-term value there. It can be that I want, you know, it can be something as simple as, you know, user registrations, or, you know, if you sell multiple services, which ones are going to be the most profitable to actually sell, you know, so you want it, there's a number of things to look at. And, you know, if you're going to measure it, which you should be doing, you want to have those things picked out on the front end what are the most important metrics that are going to matter to you so that you can you know do your evaluation of whether something is successful and you got to give it enough runway you know either it's you know budget time but it's going to be you know you have to have enough time money behind it otherwise you're not going to see success you know so make sure your expectations are properly set you know weston this has been great how would people get a hold of you um you know if they wanted to reach out um, just if you visit waxoutlookwind.com, uh, you can schedule a call or um, I have calendar links. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, always happy to connect with people, especially locally. Love getting together with coffee. Um, happy to entertain and reach out and just connect with um, other professionals in the area. Okay. Well, this has been another great episode. I'm Cash Miller, host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.